0: Praise the Lord. Isn't it great to be here on this Sunday morning? You know. I didn't keep up with the count. But I'm sure we just prayed for what? Maybe 10 or 12 people. Probably less than 15, 20 minutes. We brought everyone to a specialist. (laughs) It didn't matter if it was a. Toothache, earache, backache, headache, stomachache, cancer, heart disease. It doesn't matter. Nothing too small or too great that one that we just petitioned. And He has all the right as our Creator and the one that paid the price with a stripe slate on His back to heal us and to mend us. And to step into situations. Hallelujah. Regardless of how small or how great it is. And it just took about 15 minutes. You can't even get a specialist on the phone in 15 minutes. Oh, isn't it great to know Jesus this morning? God bless you. Let's say again, it's so good to have all of our guests with us. You can tell we're going to have a baby dedication. Hallelujah. God bless them. Good to see all. Let our classes go back, amen, and uh, come back out about 11:30 and uh, get involved in dedicating Riley this morning for uh, the Byron Sister Hannahs, amen. Son, God's blessed them with, and I'm, I appreciate. I know that you may be seated. God bless you, and. Uh, I tell you, I know their they're, brother Byron is excited about seeing all their family. Amen. I'm, I'm tempted to say half of Ankle, but uh, hallelujah. We know that'd be just a little exaggeration, but we are we are uh, just honored to have all of you to come and be a part of this, to be in this service. Amen. Today, and no doubt the, the quiver that we have, God's the one that fills it up. And you know what? He's the one who wants to help us to raise him up in his nurturing admonition. So we're going to look forward to that in just a few minutes. Hallelujah. About an hour. That's a few minutes. And that's a few minutes at the first season Name church of Bendale. Okay? <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So, but we're excited about this message uh, this morning. The word of God. Uh, living waters. Uh, what a beautiful, beautiful lesson we got today into it John the fourth chapter no doubt John John's writings and um, uh, the the author here that's brought out many things that uh, maybe Matthew Mark and Luke they call them synoptic writings most believe that John's writings is somewhere around 40 years later than Matthew Mark and Luke the church has now been on the earth for, uh, you know, the ministry of Jesus Christ, the crucifixion, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and uh, his trips, of, as the author, Amen, that they tried to, history says, they tried to kill, try to boil him, do different things. And we do know that he wound up on the Isle of Patmos and. Uh, on that Isle of Patmos, he was still able to get in the Spirit of the Lord and receive the revelation of Jesus Christ, and the, wrote the book, the Man of Revelation, and come back and wrote to us, Saint John, First, Second, Third John. And this is the one that was the one that would lay his head upon the breast. This is the one that Peter asks, "Who is it?" To ask him, ask him. So we know that John is the one, that's that inner circle of the three. And so we know that John played a very important role in the ministry of Jesus, but then even after the resurrection and after that he comes along on the scene, he's going to try to set up some order. He's going to try to give us some insight. He's going to bring to our attentions, uh, characters throughout his writing of who God, the man, and who Jesus Christ had visited and who he took out the time to visit. And, and some that shot even his own disciples that he would take out the time to talk to them, that he would take out the time to introduce them and tell them that he was the Messiah. So when you really start connecting all these dots and you really start putting this thing together and you understand about the water and what it represents and the the must of it. And as we're going to pick up a few things even out of the Old Testament, as it talks about... uh, the rock as it talks about the fountain as it talks about uh, what flows and where it comes from and things of this nature and what it's going to take to be saved and what it's going to take to guide us and to comfort us and and we know all of this wraps up in the Holy Ghost. And so this is what John's writings, this is what he's leading up to. This is what he's trying to get them to understand at the day of Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and, and how all of it was set up. And I mean, I mean it, it comes together. It really begins to come together, the inside of it. And he writes it in such a beautiful way, in a powerful way, because John's writings wouldn't a bone. Matthew, Mark, and Luke was to, to the to the Jews or to the Greek or to the Gentiles and things of this nature. But but John John's writings was sent to everybody. Amen. And John's writings was to to reveal the deity, to reveal God to let know who God was. This logos, a man that that just just rope himself in flesh. A man became in flesh. A man hallelujah that became flesh itself. It's not not he didn't just rope himself. He didn't put on flesh like a garment. A man this was God manifested in the flesh, and as he walks among them, and he begins to practice what even Brother Ford mentioned. amen, as he walked among them through miracles and wonders and signs, and they begin to see this wasn't just an ordinary. man, man but this man came with some authority this man came with insight but this man hadn't been to any of their schools he, he hadn't said at the feet of Gamal he hadn't said at the feet of certain priests but yet this man knew but not only did he know by the law and by the letter a man, but he knew by the spiritual realm a man, the power the authority that would flow out of him but yet he never lifted himself up he never he never tried to hustle and bustle to find a position to find a place to impress man with he never run for the first office <laughs> he never became the mayor of Jerusalem he never held a, a personal office with a personal business a specialist in some form or type of ministry as far as we know he never owned or had the deed even though he created the heavens and the earth but he never had his name upon one acre of land he never owned a business he was just a carpenter's son. For most and some could never get over that. We know his brothers. They didn't realize that that was his high brothers. Now, we, we don't say that. we we very, you know, I, I got a nephew that was, we never referred to him like that. Still don't. Man, he's a nephew like the rest of them. But, but in this situation, a man, his other brothers and sisters, a man did not have the same father. Did not have the same daddy. And so, they, they struggled until time unfolds and things begin to happen. And then they realize, amen, who this Jesus really is. And He's the one. He's the one. So, as we watch this this morning, Living Waters, I'm going to try my best. to, And, and we may just go to the scripture, the whole chapter, Acts, and give up the whole chapter of John 4, amen, about 42 verses thereabout. And, uh, but we're going to try to, as much as we can. Uh, I realize we've got a little time schedule here, and we're going to work with it best we can. We're going to let God be God at the same time. God can do a quick work. God can do more in a minute than we can in 10 hours anyway, or 100 hours. But, uh, but we want you and all of us, amen, before we leave this place this morning, amen, to be introduced to these living waters. Amen. The, the waters. Anybody, you know, have you ever really been thirsty? I mean really thirsty. I'm talking about, man, you know, the Coke wouldn't do it. The root beer wouldn't do it. The iced tea wouldn't do it. No, I'm thirsty. I need, I need a glass of water. Now, I know we're in a time where we've got so many other, uh, you know, choices. Amen. Water's not the main choice anymore for, for a lot of, for most. But uh, still, some of us, I still love a good bottle of water myself. Amen. There's nothing beat. If I'm, I'm thirsty, I'm, I'm going to drink water. Amen, because that's what's going to quench my thirst. Those other things taste good, but they don't satisfy. Uh, They won't bring, they won't bring, they won't, they don't regenerate. Amen. And, uh, you know, and I I thank God, you know, for power aid and all these other type of Gatorade and all this other they got. And what they've added into them, but still there's something about water. And throughout the scriptures, amen, all the way from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you're going to see the importance of water. And the even in, in realms and places of where there was plenty of water, in fact, in part of the inheritance, when you go into the Old Testament, amen, a part of their inheritance is when he was given those, amen, wanted to make sure they had some plains or some areas that had plenty of water because in the desert and the place and the geographical location where Jesus was born and his, his place with sheep and goats and things of this nature, water Water was a very precious commodity. It was a must. They didn't have the means and ways of digging holes and getting into the ground and like you and I do today. And so to have water and have access to water. If you know anything about the West, or you know what I'm talking about. It's true. Amen. Some of the most popular ranches and out West, amen, is because they went and claimed the watering places first. Amen. Before they ever got the acres, they knew that water was a must and the access and access to to water. I wanted to catch that. Did you catch that? That's where sometimes fencing came in. That's where where, where battles over ranches and bloodshed amen, was over water and access to water. And if you're thirsty enough you'll you'll be willing. Can I say it? Amen. Without really, you know, you almost be willing to kill for it because I'm ready for it. I'm thirsty. I'm going to die if I don't get it. And sometimes that's the same way when it comes to Jesus Christ to have that type of thirst, that type of hunger inside of us. I want to know you God. You're my creator. You're my my maker and then you you exist i believe in a creation i believe in god i believe by just looking around us as the psalmist put it that there is a creator that there is a god the universe itself tells me that when i get up in the morning time there must have been a designer there must have been somebody that had something in mind have all of this just, didn't just fall in place we don't believe in just evolution amen where you just with being the things begin to to, to to you know form and shape out of slime and things and even the monkey deal and all that other Hey I want to ask them then what happened to the monkey deal Surely we ought to evolve to something else By now we're going to But it's going to be through a resurrection It's going to be through Jesus Christ It's going to be through the gospel Amen Hallelujah We're going to become that new creation This mortal is going to put on immortal Amen But until then We've got to deal with these earthen vessels But these earthen vessels must have water Be filled with water. That heavenly treasure that God wants to bless us with. So, with the help of the Lord here this morning, I hope we we covered a lot of the bases that we'd like to. John 4, 13 and 14 is a focus verses this morning. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him. Jesus is the only one that can give it. People say, well, y'all, y'all, the Jesus only. There's no other. He's the only one that can give us this water. He's the only door that leads to eternal life. It's the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. If you want salvation, you want healing, this is a name you've got to call on. This is a name that holds all the authority and power in heaven and earth. Amen. There's other gods in the earth. But if you want a, you want a divine intervention, you've got to call on this name. If you want a miraculous thing to take place, this is the name you got to call on. If you want your sins washed away, this is the name you got to call on. If you want to find salvation, this is the name you got to call on. If you want to find healing, this is the name. This is the name. If you want deliverance, this is the name. All the others, amen, will not work. They may put up a facade and they may put up some kind of programs, but it won't last. It won't hold. It won't bring you through. Amen. But you know what? This is the name, amen, that's going to get us out of the grave. This is the name that's going to get us off of this earth. This is the name that's going to enter into this kingdom, amen. Thank God through this name, I've been able to see it and experience this kingdom a drink of these waters And there's nothing like it amen So as we watch this as he talks about it He says I, I I shall give him Shall never thirst again but the water That I shall give him shall be in him A well of water springing up Into everlasting life Notice there is a goal there is a Process amen the waters That I give him is going to be like a well It's going to spring up into what everlasting Life what's everybody looking for everything else. You, you life. You know. You don't go to the doctor and say, I need a pill that'll kill me in two minutes. You know, you don't get up in the morning time with all kind of pains, you know. You don't and I'm not making lights, but don't, don't take it that way. You don't wake up in the morning time, all of a sudden, man, that pain hits you and you grab it, you praise God, hallelujah. It's over Thank God i am fix to leave. Maybe it's too early in the morning for that. <laughs> We don't do that, do we? Your cabinets are not filled with medicines to amen, to do what, but to bring healing. In. so we won't. we're looking. We're, we're, you know Some people spend a lot of money for, for life. They're looking for it in this world. They're doing everything they can for this vessel. They poke it, they tuck it, They, <laughs> they do all kinds of things, looking for everlasting life. They don't want to get wrinkled. They don't want to lose their hair. They don't want to lose their teeth. They don't lose their eyesight. Amen. I mean, hey, but we're we growing old. That's, that's just, that's part of it. That's what happened out of the garden. Since the garden, it took that. From that day, they started getting older. I believe until then, Adam and Eve didn't, didn't grow. Amen. Their, their lives, you know, they wouldn't have, wouldn't have known anything about death. But sin, sin brought. So now, we need something that's going to give us life. And so this, this water, amen, that's, that's going to be introduced. And, and I love the characters that John writes about. Amen. Two Sundays ago we learned about Nicodemus in the third chapter. Then we learned about John the Baptist last Sunday. Amen. What some powerful characters right there. But boy, here's another one this morning. Amen. That we're going to learn about. Amen. In John the fourth chapter. A lady that you and I could easily say she didn't have it all together. She had her troubles. She had she had some situations and she had a problem with. Fellowship and companionship. And, and getting along with people. Amen. But God. You watch this. As this unfolds. Amen. Because what's going to sum this thing up. It's whosoever will. Nobody. Amen. Is disqualified to come and drink of this water. Everybody has a right. To this well. I want you to hear me this morning. Everybody. Jesus Christ sing to it. That's the reason he came. He came to tear down those petitions and walls of separation, that whosoever will, they could come and drink of these waters. And he's going to prove that in this fourth chapter here this morning. He already started with Nicodemus, a Jewish leader, the one that should have recognized him as the Messiah, the one that knew the letter and should have known that he was fulfilling the prophecies. And Bala picked up quickly. Hey, that's the Messiah. That's it. He's doing it. But he missed him. So we, we begin to see what's, what's happened. What did we lose in the garden? Did Adam and Eve die? They did. It's called a spiritual death. They were separated from God from that moment on. And really, really in the scriptures, we don't know what happened. We don't know what from that point in, in, their, in their behalf. Cain and Abel, we hear conversations with him talk to him but you don't really the scriptures don't say anything about Adam and Eve what I know one thing he put serpents there and he protected that tree of life and he wouldn't let them come and partake of it because it wasn't God's will for man to stay in that state amen he's no, I've got a better one for him Amen. and that's what he's going to set up so so we lost that fellowship with God that communion amen with God to know him and so for now, for 4,000 years, God deals with them using Israel, amen, as the, the means of the nation, amen, to bring this one true God known into the world and brought in Jesus Christ and the covenant, the promises, and all that. I don't have time to cover all that, but I'm going to do my best just lay a little foundation here to get us to understand that. But now what's unfolding through this Messiah that's going to come through this Jesus Christ and the good tidings or the gospel, are the good news that a Messiah has been born? Amen. And through this Messiah, we know that the dead are going to be raised, blinded eyes are going to be opened. Amen. The deaf are going to cure, and the gospel is going to be preached unto the poor, not just to a select few or just individuals. But now, this gospel, the good tidings, the good news, is going to be preached and delivered and given to whosoever will. It's got an ear to cure it, a passion or desire, a hunger, or thirst to know God. And to know the power of him. It's going to come through this man. And through the gospel of the one called Jesus Christ. So as we begin to pick up here. And we begin to look into some scriptures. And uh, uh, I'm going to pass the lesson connection right now. But we may come back to it. I don't know if you read it or not. Hopefully you did. It, it's, it, it doesn't really in a way it doesn't matter. But, but a man talks about water in a well that was dug, and a man out in Missouri in 850 foot. The water in the gushing up from there, and and the guy put in money into it, investment into it, and called it minerals into it, and and sold it, bottled it up, 50 to 90 thousand uh, gallons a day. A man just sell it and probably came rich off of it, and promising them to heal them. Didn't matter if they had diabetes and have had stomach problems or many other things that if you drink this water amen you're going to be healed if from what I understand that, that that well is still flowing okay now they had dug that well originally looking for oil but because of the pressure water amen coming up they had to quit that and so this god made the investments and gets into it and had it examined and so these different types of material minerals was in this water and so they began to sell it okay and so this has helped us understand that, you know what, it's still flowing today. So the writer said that the locals there still have apparently access to this well and come and drink of that water freely uh, from all accounts, maybe. Hallelujah. But you know what? We're talking about a well this morning. Not just the ones in Missouri. A man could come and drink from it, but it's whosoever so will. It doesn't matter where they're at, it don't matter what nation they're in, it doesn't matter what culture they come, come out of, it don't matter the color of their skin, it don't matter if they're rich or poor, it don't make any difference educated. Illiterate. It don't make any difference. God, amen, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whosoever him should not perish but have everlasting life through this man called Jesus Christ. Everybody can find salvation. Everybody, amen, can experience God. Everybody can get ready to meet him in that moment, a twinkle of an eye, amen. But you've got to believe in the message. You've got to believe in this Messiah. you got to believe, amen, amen, that the waters, when I drink of this water, hallelujah, it's going to be different, amen. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be transforming and changing, amen. When I experience this, and so here we go, as we go through it, we get to John the fourth chapter. And uh, you begin to look at it. And the writer really begins. He talks about. He goes back to John the third chapter. He talks about how that Nicodemus came. How many of you remember he came what? At night. He came under the time of darkness. And and for most part we believe that maybe out of fear. Not out of fear toward Jesus and the Messiah. But more so I believe personally about the Sanhedrins And their ideas of being since he was a part of the Sanhedrins, A part of that group. Amen. And they done put out the word. If anybody become a disciple of Jesus. A believer, in Jesus Christ. They would cast him out. To, amen. man making all kinds of statements about it and all that. So he came at Jesus. But watch this. Jesus was welcomed to him at night time. We'll tell you something. Jesus will welcome us anytime we get ready. Okay, and the day is a day of salvation. Now is the time. It's high time because nobody knows what tomorrow holds. So I'm telling you, Jesus is ready. God's ready. We're not waiting on God. We're not waiting on the Lord. No, He's ready. He's ready to take us in. He's ready to receive us. He's ready to pour His Spirit out, as Joia put it, upon all flesh. There's there's no no limits there. Amen. There's none to disqualify. Once uh, we follow the 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 diagram, amen, that's been given to us through repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, you automatically become a candidate for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The only requirement you've got, amen, is first, amen. You gotta believe there is a God and, and He's a reward of them that diligently seek Him. And when you and I with honesty and with sincerity begin to seek God at whatever cost, regardless of traditions, regardless of ideas, regardless of opinions, hallelujah. You you know what? I'm going to find God. I want to know you, God. And when you begin to lift up your voice, that's the reason the Bible says, whosoever calls upon him, calls upon who? Jesus Christ. Amen. You can shall be saved. Why? Because he's going to hear your voice. He's going to hear your cry. Amen. It doesn't matter where you're at, on the mountains, in the valleys, in a dark room, in a closet somewhere, in a jailhouse. It don't make any difference. It's not limited. Amen. When it comes to this place, you can make an altar, amen, out of any place that you're at and give yourself and begin to cry out and God will show up amen God will show up he'll manifest himself he'll make sure whatever he's got to do amen to bring this about and work it out and sometimes we may feel like well hey, there's no way there's it's impossible now I'm sitting, I'm sitting a little stage because when you begin to watch the reputation of this lady she could have just easily said huh? she done reached the point that she didn't want to talk to, she didn't want to see anybody She had chosen a time to come to that well when nobody else was supposed to be there. Male or female. Okay. So so we're getting a little idea. So as we go from that, we begin to see here. Amen. That the Bible itself taught us in John 1.11 that he came into his own. And his own received him not. Talking about the Jews. The chosen people. Amen. But... uh, but at the same time, let's, let's make the say uh, Some of this had to be fulfilled and some of us better be thankful. As a Gentiles, as, as a wild olive branch, we got grafted in because of their rejection. Amen. Amen. They rejected him. There's going to come a time that fullness is going to come. And I'm going to go on because time won't allow me to cover all of that. And so as we begin to look at this, Jews despise the Samaritans because of their mixed racial marriages and religion. I won't take you to the scriptures, but 2 Kings 17, if you want to jot this down, 2 Kings 17 of 24 through about 38. You read of a time of of, of Nebuchadnezzar and out of Babylon and how that he had brought, if my memory serves me right, about five different nations and brought them into Samaria. Remember now, Samaria, a man was a captain city, a man of the northern tribe of Israel. And so he brought them into this city and into this region, Samaria. also also is known as a region, not just as a city. And so when Jesus talks about, I have great needs to go to Samaria, amen. It's not just a city because it's a region, amen. And so now he's going to travel from the south to the north after a man. He heard certain things and, and the persecution of the Pharisees and things of that nature. He makes his way back, amen. And he's gonna make his way back up through that, that which the writer talks about is about a three-day journey that he's gonna go and he's gonna find himself at a certain place called Sychar, And at Sikar car There is a well there. This is called Jacob's Well. Now some, amen, some talks about that it was dug. Some says it was not. Said if you go back in the Old Testament and I went and looked to the right. Amen. It don't say anything about Jacob dug that well. And so also I've done a little study on that well, and even up to this day that it's about, it's about, they got shrines built over it and different things of this nature. It's about filled in. Uh, it did not have a spring springing up in it. Amen. It depend upon the waters from the heavens amen to fill in and fill up these cisterns and you know these systems that was used and so we're seeing something being laid down here as we watch this now you remember some you and I are earthen vessels with a heavenly treasure once you drink of this water and experience it through the power of God and the spirit of God with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the word of God's told us it's a water like no other water amen and once you've experienced it, but we're earthen vessels Okay, we're cisterns. Amen. And so when you look at the word cistern, man made cisterns, and they had a lot of time depend on now. God had some too. But they depend on a lot of times the rain from the heavens they would come into these and fill them up, and they would you would you know hold them, they would use them the water the cows and things of this nature. I want you, I want you to get a hold of that. So Jacob's well is likened unto that. And it just depends on who you study it out from, what, what commentaries and things of that nature. Amen. About this whale, amen of Jacob. But we understand as we watch this uh, uh, this 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 It is not a debate. But yet as Jesus begins to talk to her. And and she begins to reveal some things that she believed. And where she's at. And how to worship. So we're going to see some things unfold. And it hinges on. It's all going to transpire. It's all going to take place at this well. Jacob's well. Amen. This this is where it's going to transpire. This is where it's going to take place. And in Samaria. Now watch this. In Samaria. The Jews would not go through that portion of and Through it. They would actually go around it they would go out of their way amen because they despised and hated the samaritans why i'm going to say this not offensive just the truth amen but they mixed their religion amen they didn't believe in the same place of worship the temple they didn't believe it in jerusalem amen they had another place I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, the another place that they believed, but also the inner inner marriage that took place. Amen. The Jews didn't believe in that, and they had been taught not to. And there's another that's another whole ball game. But here they would. So when you go to the Samaritans and you begin to talk about that, you begin to realize why that Jesus says, I have great needs to go to Samaria. Why? Because he's coming down to pull down the walls and tear down the petitions of division and separation. You know what? We still got them today through races and through religion. They're Jews. You better be praying for your Jews. They're stirring up and there's a spirit stirring up. Amen. Of a of, 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 of hate and a bitterness toward them with what's going on over there now. Even some of our own universities and places like that. Certain peoples are being stirred up about it. Wanting to rise up against them and things of this nature. But you know something? You better pray for the Jews and you better pray for the peace of Jerusalem. There's God's chosen people. God's got it worked out. And that land belongs to Israel. And, and God said there's going to be Theirs, and regardless of whatever is going to take place. So I'm, I'm throwing some stuff in there, but it's just the truth. And so here we are. They hated them. They hated them with such a passion, amen, that they would rather go around, go way out of the way, amen, instead of go. And so Jesus is telling his disciples, I got great needs to go there and I must go there. And I, I have a feeling, and I, just as my own imagination, okay, I put that in there. But I have a feeling, amen, it's a three-day journey. So Jesus gets up that morning, amen, the pace is a little, a little, a little more steppy, you know. He's, he's telling done disciples, come on boys got to pick it up we got a place to go we got and I know he's God it's God manifest the flesh and God could have just transported them all there but I'll tell you something there's some laws and and things that you and I must go through as humanity some processes you can't avoid it there's a process that God's gonna sit in. even with Jesus Christ the Bible said he learned things by suffering hallelujah yes he could have spoke to him he could have done different things but he never done that he wasn't about him it was about God and the father and the father's word and the father's work it wasn't about his flesh amen my words are eternal it's my words amen so so we're seeing what he's doing what he's trying to the plateau he's trying to set but jesus christ being god knew everything amen so here he's going his three-day journey and it's pretty pacey now and maybe they walked an extra hour or two than they normally been walking and even the disciples probably gathered in that night and said man i don't know man jesus man we we headed somewhere i don't know what's going on but boy we, we we've never come up from this place of fast and and he's got us going and you know and that third day, and here he is, Amen. Three days now, boy. Some about them three days stuff. <laughs> three days in the grave. Three days, Amen. So, so there's just a combination. But so is, as he makes his way there, and, and maybe I should just be using the scripture here, but but I know if I don't watch my time, to eat me up. So, but as they making their way to there, and they get there, <laughs> and so as as Jesus, the Bible says, he's sitting on the whale. Well. Okay, Now the custom, the custom was, amen, everybody either come early in the morning or late in the evening to the well. This Jacob's well was outside the city. And so they would have to go out, bring the water pots to gather the water for the day. So the majority of most of them would come early in the morning. And, and most of it was the women folks that would come and, get, and gather that water. You can go to Old Testament, same way. They would go to these watering places. And if you remember the time, amen, with, with some Abraham and the servants and how that he he would uh, make a way and they, they would roll the stone away. Sometimes these wells was covered with a stone until certain men got there to roll that stone out. Nobody could water their sheep. Nobody. So we see in the battle and the struggle over water, amen, and the, the process to attain water. Amen. We're living in a world today, hallelujah, and please don't be offended when I'm fixing to say, but we're living in a world today that tried to make salvation. It, it really is it's, it's pretty easy. It's pretty simple. But there is a process that you and I must go through by the Word of God. Not by my saying or any other man. But by the written Word of God. There's a process, amen, to attain it and to receive it and to experience these living waters. Amen. You can't listen to the, the uh, you know, no effort. It don't matter. It don't make any difference in the world that we're living in today. We're living in a world today that think you can survive without a church. That you're going to survive without God. That we don't become educated enough. Uh, we got enough technology and we got enough power on our own. We can solve all of our problems. Uh, but I'm watching Amen. even in the medical fields uh, that medicine didn't work like it used to work. Um, and things are not transpiring unfolding like they used to. Things that you used to just, just take an aspirin and pray in the name of Jesus and it was solved and done deal. Now all of a sudden you can't even you can't take enough aspirins and you can't take enough of this and enough of that. Amen. To solve the problem. You know why? Because you know happen a lot of times people just want to take the medication and go see the doctor. But Never make the way to God. Never call on Him and call on His mercy and grace. But I'm telling you, God has the power. He, he can let it work or He can say it doesn't work. Amen. It don't matter what medication, it don't matter what kind of surgeons, it don't matter what surgeons you use. It really falls in the hands of God. And so, salvation, watch it. Salvation, God, God's the one that's got it. God's the one that gives the stamp of approval on Not man. I don't care what position they go. I can't give you the stamp of approval. Amen. And say, yeah, yeah, you're done, you're fine, everything's good. No, you've got to do what this book says. I've got to do what this book says Because this is what we're going to stand before This is what's going to judge us So you and I must pray Hallelujah this is what the Lord taught us He said have an ear to hear what the spirit has to say Hallelujah if there's ever been a generation That we need to have an ear to hear What the God's got to say What the Holy Ghost has got to say Not what man's got to say but what God's got to say And so with this woman here she's come And as she comes amen to this This whale now you watch her and I, I better just try to use some here if I don't I'll be Messed up big time. So as you watch her. She begins to make her way. Amen. Unto this well. The Bible. The 7th verse begins. He says. There cometh a woman of Samaria. To draw water. Jesus said unto her. Give me to drink. That blows her immediately. Now I can just imagine. Can I use my imagination? Notice I said my imagination. But I just imagine watching her. Now I don't know how often she'd done been doing this. How many days and weeks, or possibly months, and maybe even a year or two, that she'd come to that well at the noon time, and it was working so fine for her. I mean, there was nobody there to look at her. There was nobody there to judge her. There wasn't nobody there to cast stones at her, you know, with words. And, <laughs> amen. Give her that look. And I mean, I mean, there wasn't anybody there, so she could come. Amen. Even though it was in. The sixth hour, which is at twelve o'clock. I mean the temperatures are high. Amen. It was a whole lot easier to go get that water early in the morning when the temperatures is only about sixty or sixty-two than wait until it gets ninety-two. How many of you how many you liked your summer you just had? How many of you like that hundred and plus degree weather? Brother Quinn's the only one nodding that head back yes back there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Brother, if you stayed out there long, it did blister that head. <laughs> My lord, it was hot. Man, I don't want 100. Y'all if y'all want, you know, 90s not too bad, but 100, 110, 115, that's too hot. Ain't no sense in that. <laughs> I don't see no reason for that. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, she'd come out there. No doubt she'd have to sweat, But it was worth it. Because she didn't want a man to have an encounter with nobody. And I can just imagine. Maybe she ran on the curve and come up the path. And all of a sudden, there sits Jesus on that well. I don't know. Maybe she's stopping the track for a second. Maybe Jesus didn't even really look up. I mean, he's God. He knows why he's there. He knows who was coming. He knew what time she'd show up. Hmm. Maybe Jesus, he just kind of, you know, maybe just held his... I don't know. I don't know. But apparently, he welcomed her enough. She didn't feel... And and watch this. She had to have water. You got to have water to survive. She couldn't go back home without water. Sometimes... The hunger or the thirst for the water of God is worth whatever sacrifices that you've got to pay. Amen. To experience the waters. Don't worry about what they say when you pull up in the parking lot. Don't worry about what they say when you walk in the house of God. The house of God is a house of prayer. This is a place where you, you'll receive water. That you can't find it in any other place. You're not going to find it at the conky talk. You're not going to find it in the highways and the byways of this world. Amen. If you won't live in waters, there's only one place. That's at the place of the living God. That's a place, amen. A tabernacle has been called the house of prayer. That's a place that you come and worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's a place that He has the right and the power and the ability. Amen. That when we pray over the sick and the afflicted and the lost and the unjust done. He has a power and ability, Amen, to engage, to intervene in. When the doctor says we've done all we can do, but I know another doctor he don't say that. Amen. It's not all I can do. I can still touch it. I can still deliver you. I can still send angels. Amen. And get you out of the dungeons. I can send angels. Amen. And get you out of the prison. I can send angels to get you out of the sinning business. I can send a messenger. I can send a word. I can pour my spirit. I can pour my water out upon you. Now, what's the key about water now? In the Old Testament, it was poured on them. And moved on them. But never in them. There's a difference. Huh. If I was, hadn't had any water for a week. And I was really thirsty. Even at the point of Death. This water wouldn't do me any good just. If I'm going to survive. If I'm going to live any longer. I've got to open up. And pour it in. Okay. So here she comes. She gets there. And Jesus starts the conversation. Not her. She wasn't about to say a word. She probably wasn't making any eye contact. She probably was acting like he didn't even exist. She just wanted to get her water and go back home. But Jesus requests of her to give him drink. And it starts with the cultures. And so she responds to him, amen. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me? For which am a woman of Samaria. She puts emphasis now. Not only just Samaria, but a woman of Samaria. Jew man didn't have any business whatsoever. And we're going to prove this again when the disciples come back. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you notice, they're not there. He sent the disciples into the city to get that McDonald's Happy Meal. Took, took, took 12 of them. I'm just telling you. All 12 went into the city to get meat. That's what the Bible says. He had to get them out of way. So now we're seeing so... Now, you're going to notice two things. You probably could at what, at look at her and tell of her life and lifestyle. I'm going to prove that. But she also could look at him and tell that he was a Jew. I just wonder how she knew that he was a Jew. Just think about that one. We're living in a world today that's trying to change everybody's identity. If you don't like your identity, you can change it. If you don't like this style, you can pull up over here with this bunch. If you don't like that one, get over here with this one. Right down to the point, who would ever imagine? You know, that people would say things not to, not to instruct. And we're going to do a baby dedication. Boy, this fall right in line. I promise you, we're not going to tell Riley. I, we got this, and you may not agree with it, and I understand. But, uh, but you know what? At, at 50 years ago, they may play games and, and let you know dress their little boys like little girls at times and just play and do it, but not this day and time. We don't even flirt with it. Because it's a spiritual thing that has got this nation by the neck. And it's choking, it's choking the morals and the strength of this nation Now it's hard to get them to see that because it's a, a spiritual and a biblical thing. And we're living in a nation that has been practicing for at least 50 years or longer. Two things. Don't talk to me about politics. And don't talk to me about religion. But let me ask us something this morning. What governs our life? What's the two systems and the powers and the authorities that governs our life today upon this earth? It's your government, and it's your religion. And they're really inseparable, all said and done. You can go back into the Old Testament. The great kings and great government shift is because they had a man of God in their life. And through that man of God, God could govern them and direct them and give them instructions of how to lead and guide a man, even after the kingship. Amen. It, that, that's just the way it works. It's still the same way. And so as we watch this unfold and she recognized Amen, then saith the woman of the Samaritan to him, How is it that thou being a Jew askest strength of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift Of God. Jesus Christ knew that he was the gift. Amen. And through this gift. There is the gift of these waters. That he's going to talk about. And that gift. Is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That gift. Is the measure of his spirit. That you and I. Are longing to participate. And be involved in. Amen. This is what you and I lost. In the garden is the fellowship with God and uh, Jesus Christ as we watch this. If thou knewest the gift of who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living. Waters, and that's our topic here this morning, living waters. Not dead waters, not stale waters, but living waters. Um, Living waters is going to be like a spring, like a well springing up. There's a continuation of it. And the more often you allow that springing up, come on Holy Ghost folks, the more often we allow this thing to spring up in us. That's the reason, amen, we're taught about the Word of God to pray through, amen, on a daily basis. We're talked about coming and dining and feasting and drinking upon this. Amen. He's not only the daily bread, but He's the daily water. You know why the church a lot of times don't have the strength and energy and the zeal and the power and the excitement and the joy? She ought to have because she hadn't been drinking enough. Amen. Because she's not as drunk as she ought to be. We'd have got a good Holy Ghost drunk this morning. We'd have staggered and made our way into this place of worship there'd be such a creation such a power, and a presence in this house I'm telling you amen because it's the spirit of God that draws all men and without his spirit no man can come this is the waters that you and I have taken up and this is the waters that we're trying to let everybody else know about because this is the only spirit that's going to save us this is the only spirit that's going to get us out of here but I'm telling you the same God amen that we're talking about this morning and we read about in the book of Acts is the same God today he's still in the miracle working business he's still in the saving business He's still in the business Amen Atoning and setting us free I don't care who they are And where they come from I've been something this week I've been dealing with a situation And nobody knows but me One other person But anyway uh, And uh, Anyway And I I just I'm going to put it this way Math Man, math And I I Don't 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 take me wrong here Math and, and, And they told me I've had them I've had them sit across the desk And tell me Said hey you know, what you've ever experienced it, that you can't hardly get away from it. Uh, I, I, I know that uh, I've heard some, Brother Rousen taught us. They took a course, and I of Brother Wilson. They say it takes five years, five years, amen, to be meth-free before your mind ever, you know, gets to the place that they don't want it any longer and all that. So I'm praying about all this, and I'm, I'm just talking to God about it. to just uh, You know, God... <laughs> You know, I understand that. Amen. And you know what? The Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost kind of just, you know, just you know how the Holy Ghost will do you sometimes? Amen. Brother, let me tell you something, boy. Hallelujah. I delivered that lunatic and man, ain't got nothing on that lunatic. What's the key? That lunatic wanted to be set free, brother Byron that lunatic was sick and tired of his lifestyle that lunatic was sick and tired of demons some two to six thousand demons ruling and governing his life that lunatic was tired of living up in the tombs and howling amen and everybody running away from him but he seen a man called Jesus and he come running to a man called Jesus and he was willing to sell out he was willing to be his disciple he was willing to go wherever he wanted to go it wasn't too big a price amen for him to pay if you'll liberate and set me free hallelujah I'm willing to walk with you I'm willing to live for you. I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do in the Holy Ghost. Because I'm looking for somebody to set me free. Because no other man's been able to do it. They bound me up. They tied me up. They tied everything they know to do. No, they couldn't do anything for me. Jesus is the only one that can set me free. So what I'm going to tell us this morning, amen. When you make up in your mind, I don't care what may have us shackled. When you make up in your mind, I won't deliver it And God, if you'll forgive me, and I'm repenting, and when you and I repent, when you and I make confession and call on his name, he'll wash us. And if he washes you from something, it loses its hold him. When you die out to it, man, it's over with. You can kick him, you can slap him, you can shoot him, you can stab him, you do what you want to. But that dead man is not going to respond one bit. And so as this lady made her way, here and begins to, the woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. And the whale's is deep. Man, you don't have anything. You don't have no bucket. You don't have anything. Man. So I take it. And I'm just going to take it because. <laughs> so apparently, you know, a lot of times you see these whales and pictures of whales. What do you see at the whale? Got the rope, the thing up there, and a bucket. So apparently everybody had to bring their own pot. I may preach that tonight. <laughs> I ain't talking about the pot smoke either. They're <laughs> trying their best to legalize it too, ain't they? I'm trying their best. You know what? They're looking for this. is what they're looking for. Man, this is how they're looking for. This is comfort they're looking for. Amen. If you want your pains, amen, really to leave, this is a place to get it. Oh, praise God. Anyway, I don't mean to jump those rabbits, but anyway, Hello. the woman said to him, "Sir, but they have another drawing. The well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living waters? From whence?" She picked up. Now, now, notice something. Go back to Nicodemus. Now we're seeing a spiritual dark, not only a spiritual darkness, but we're seeing a man the condition of of, of moving from the natural perspective and receiving things into the spiritual realms. Nicodemus couldn't understand born again of the water and the spirit. How can a man be born again? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? And so now we get to her. From whence? You don't have nothing to draw From whence is this living water going to come from? How is this going to be? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the whale? Well, now notice that connection. Our father, Jacob. She's holding on to some of that. She's not totally unknowing of what to have hope in. To to what to be looking for. How many in this house looking for a better day? In this life and. In that one to come, which gave us this well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that shall, be, shall I give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well a water springing up into what everlasting life? A well, a well itself. Uh, the rock, you go into the Old Testament, talks about what went with the nation of Israel in the, in, in the wilderness of 40 years. A rock, a rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. But out of that rock flowed what? Water. Water that, that watered some, some speculate 3 million people and their cattle and all their animals. So what a rock, what a, what a whale, you know. Amen. We had a customer getting something the other day. Getting something going to pump about an eight inch of pipe of, of water. Amen. But you know what? That was no one year what was happening here. Amen. What the rock. Amen. Supply that need of water for them. So out of this rock. Amen. Called Christ. And so we're seeing as we even look at the fountains and things of that nature. And I won't go into all that time. Just won't allow us. But he says. But the woman saith to him. Sir. Give me this water that I thirst not; neither come here to draw. And so, so she's 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 starting to put some things together. Maybe she's starting to realize, and, Amen. Who she's talking to? This is not just another Jew, Amen. And 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 uh, you know, he, he, you've given me some promises because I'd really, I'd really, you know, it'd be great. I would have had to come here no more. I wouldn't have to face. <laughs> I wouldn't be exposed and keep me from this this hard labor of coming. You know. It, this water that I will never thirst again. Amen. But Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. And boy, this is where it really begins to kind of change a little bit. It kind of shifts a little direction, Amen, because she says, and the woman answered him said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. I can just imagine, now the writer said she probably could turn crimson red or whatever, I don't know I don't know, I don't know how she responded, I know one thing, it didn't take her long to figure out hey, you're a prophet, <laughs> you're not just another, another guy just sitting here on this well, amen, because it goes from that he says, for thou hast had what, five husbands i tell you what that does inform me, and, and I guess I got to be careful there, because I'm always curious a lot of times, I wonder how old she was I want to just have through all those relationships that had. And, and you know, we could, we could easily put a tag on a, a failure of life. An outcast. Huh. A nobody. Everybody in the city knew her. Hmm. They was probably some ladies wouldn't allow us, their husbands water. Don't you go down that road. Don't even look at that house. I mean, I just tell you, I don't have to be, just be honest and plain. I mean, come on. She's got five husbands. She's had five husbands. But notice now, she said, I don't have a husband. And he says, you rightly said that. So the point I want to make here, because some debates me on this, but I still think I'm right. (laughs) I believe there was a difference between the husbands, the five, and the one that she was living with. Listen to what he says. For thou hast five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that, in that saidest thou truly. So apparently there is a ceremony or a process and vows made to make him the husband. Anybody ever heard of common law? I got this right, ain't I? That don't exist in Mississippi. Some things are not common. Some things ought not be. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you don't make obligations and you don't make vows and you're not willing to keep them. So, what's going on here? God, God, amen. And when you look at it, because we're betrothed to Him, it's like a marriage, it's a bride that's made herself ready. It's a tie in. And so, but now watch it. Jesus is welcoming her. Jesus, amen. And even in this response, she doesn't just snatch up a water pot and runs off. Somehow, Jesus, because watch it, Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. He didn't make those statements to embarrass her or to put her or to push her. No. He was opening up the opportunity. He was giving her. Hey, now's the time. We're going to get this thing right this time. Woman saith to him, Sir. I perceive that our prophet, our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and these say that, that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Catch the next topic. Catch what she, what she bails off into worship. Okay, you got, you got people saying, well, it don't matter where you worship. That's not what the Bible says. Did you know the first murder that ever took place upon the earth? And blood that was shed in innocent blood was over worship, being accepted or not by God. Did you know that God was the one that tried to step in and stop that? God, not a pastor, not a man. God tried to step in and get in front of Cain and tell him, Hey, sin life at the door. Hey man, you can get to Abel and you can get this thing right. And it's over worship. Did you know all that conflict that's going on over there is over that land and over true worship and who to worship and how to worship him? That's what it's about. See, we're living in a world today that's got all different avenues and ideas. But thank God for the book about living waters. That whosoever will, Revelation talks about that. Whosoever will could come and drink of these waters freely. You can't purchase it. I can't buy it. You can't you can't just be good enough. No, it's his grace, it's his, his mercy. And thank God for it every day. We couldn't, we couldn't be who God wants us to be without it. Thank God for it. So as, as you watch this, and it, it goes, it, it just keeps getting better. Amen. So you begin to talk about this worship. Amen. And men ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain, nor at Jerusalem worship the Father. It don't matter, the mountain or Jerusalem. But what was he looking for? My Father searched for one that will worship me. What? In spirit. And in truth, that's who God's searching for. Those that want to worship Him in spirit. And in truth, for He worship, you know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him for God. Watch this, John 4 and 24. For God is a spirit. If you don't learn anything else this morning, let's learn that. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. He has no other form except Jesus Christ. That's the reason you get in Revelation talks about one throne. That's the reason Jesus taught Thomas, Amen. When you sing me, you sing the Father. Amen. I'm here. I am the I am. There's no other. The I am is the one, amen, for whatever we have need of. He's the one that we come to. He's our heavenly Father. He's the Almighty. He's the everlasting. He's the counselor. He's the prince of peace. He's the only one that comes and fulfills that. And as you and I come to partake of these waters, and, and so as this moved on, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah cometh. Notice that. And all those bad relationships, you know, hallelujah. She knew that a Messiah was coming. She knew, now she'd have made a connection with the father, Jacob. Now she's saying, hey, I know that when the Messiah comes, what's going to happen? What's going to take place? Amen. When this Messiah comes, which is called Christ, when he cometh, he will tell us all things. He's going to tell us everything. How to worship. Who to worship. Scripture says every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to. Jesus said to her, I I that speak unto thee am, am key. The I am. Watch this. The am key. I'm that Messiah. Now, as the best I understand, he had really had never told anybody else that right there. She was the first one that he told, I am he. I'm that Messiah. If you read your lesson, you're going to see it. You know what? If we're not careful, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe condemn people or disqualify people. But you know what? What are we supposed to do? As believers and followers of Jesus Christ, we just cast the seed. We broadcast it. We, we do our best to tell people about the gospel. For what's going to happen here? What's gonna, what, what if Jesus, because this woman's going to do something that the disciples failed to do. Because once she realizes, understand that he's the Messiah. And believe his words. Amen. Responds to him. And upon this came his disciples of Malver. Now watch this. I told you I was going to prove it again. Amen. The 27th. Amen. Verse. And upon this came the disciples of Malver. That he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? They was all. What is he doing talking to her? What is he seeking from her? What Woman then lifted up her water pot. No, left her water pot. And went her way into the city and said to the men. Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Here she goes. She goes back into town. She's telling. She's telling everybody. Amen. About this man called Jesus. Then they that went out of the city and came unto Kim and in the meanwhile his disciples prayed him saying master eat but he said unto them I have meat to eat that ye know not of therefore said the disciples one to another have any man brought him ought to eat So while she was going and bringing and telling them about Jesus and they begin to make their way out to him and they're talking about meat and eating meat because here he is he's satisfied he's full who's brought meat who's come visit him before he's talking about the father's business work there's day amen and then this same conversation the time of for time's sake, let me just push on here because I got just a few minutes. Amen. You're going to see as he's talking to them like a, he said, "Lift up your eyes." Said four months for harvest now. He said it's right now. Lift up your eyes, look, and as you look up and see. Here comes the man out of the city that this little lady had went and told him about a man called Jesus, a man that told me everything. Amen. And so, as they make their way there, you know what? She goes into the city, and just that short period of time, she impacts the men of the city and those that was willing to hear her. And if you carry on through that chapter, amen, or at least down to about the forty-second verse, I believe it is. Yes, amen. You're going to see that others out of Samaria done the same thing. Look at the thirty-ninth verse. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman. They believed because of her saying. And can you imagine? You know. Uh, can, can again, can I just, you know, let's, let's paint us a little picture. I mean, he went back in the city, walking down the street, and she's going from one to the other. I could see some of them ladies probably saying, hey, she's coming that way. Hey, don't you talk to her. Don't you say nothing. Hey, let me tell you about a man. Let me tell you about. It. Yeah, you can tell us about men. Huh? But there's, there's, there was something flowing out now. There was a difference. There was a different actions. And they began to pick up. Hey, a man told me everything. A man told me a water that I can drink. Hey, I'm telling you Jesus in the business of saving souls. Jesus in the business of pulling us out of the miry clay. Jesus in the business, amen, to redeem us and atone us and set us free. Amen. And some believe it. So you could just kind of use your own imagination how some of that may have unfolded. But the Bible says when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And he abode with them two days. Now he's going to stay in the city for two Days and he began to instruct him and talk to him and instruct him about truth and the word of God. Many more believed because of his own words and said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy sayings, for we have heard him ourselves and know that he is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. That's the message we're trying to get across to everybody today. Christ Jesus, the Savior of the world. Amen. The only Savior of the world. That's a reason through his words and his gospel and his instruction about receiving the waters, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's a reason Peter stood on the day of Pentecost and preached this great marvelous message to save ourselves from this untoward generation. How you going to do that? When their hearts were pricked, he said, Amen. Anybody that repents and is baptized in Jesus' name shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That gift of the Holy Ghost is the waters, amen, that this woman's talking about and this woman experienced. I don't know if she was a part of that in the 120, approximately 120 up the room. I don't know where she fell into this. Bible don't record to tell us, and there's a lot of them. I'd love to know where Nicodemus wound up in this. I'd love to know this lady, where she wound up in all of this. Amen, but I just can't help but believe the witnessing power and drinking of the water, having communication and fellowship with Jesus just in those few moments of time, amen, in one of the most pivotal times in her life. And maybe she was at the point again, amen, I'm just going to give up. Maybe she was at the point again, amen, say, I've had all of this, I can stand. And then all of a sudden, Jesus steps in. I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know your problems and your dilemmas. But I tell you what, I can point you to one called Jesus Christ. And that's our obligation, and that's your obligation. As believers and disciples of Jesus Christ, there's ever been a generation that needs somebody to say I want to point you to Jesus I want to point you man, to a savior I want to point you to a great shepherd I want to point you to king of kings the lord of lords I want to point you to an experience See that's what Pentecost is about It's an experience with God It's not a man made religion It's not made up by man It is but that man is Jesus Christ And no other man Everybody else is the followers and disciples of Jesus Christ It's got an ear to hear A man that believes the gospel And when you hear it and believe it you respond to it. And when you begin to respond to this gospel, it has transforming powers. It has new creation powers. That's the reason Paul put it this way. You become a new creation. I'm glad for the new creating power. Amen. That you and I have been able to be a part of and take part in. Amen. Through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I wouldn't trade this. There's not enough money in the world. There's not enough fame in the world. Hallelujah! love not the world. Neither the things of the world. The devil's not big enough. Trials is not big enough. Life won't get hard enough. No, I've tasted something I promise you ladies and gentlemen here on this Sunday morning if you ever experienced drinking from this fountain if you ever experienced this fountain there's no other fountain like it there's no other God like it there's no other the the, the presence the power amen to move upon our behalf. no one's like Jesus Christ can it help us church we got an obligation responsibility this is the way we need to live we got the best life there is to live Right or got it right? He said, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Huh. Says, Tammy, I'm not going to be a sad, sad Christian. Man, it's the best life there is. You can lay your head in the pillow and you don't have to worry about it. God's got this thing. It doesn't matter what comes or goes or what happens or what transpires. God's got it with the apple of his eye. I didn't say he'd deliver us from everything. I didn't say that we're going to be exempt. There's no way. i take you all the way back to Job. Amen. That's what the devil tried to tell God. The only reason Job's living for you, God, is because you've got a hedge around him. Amen. And we're praying for a hedge around us. We want that protection. But at the same time, when God gets ready, saying, well, I need somebody to go through the fire. I need somebody to go and knock on that door that nobody else won't knock on I need somebody to go visit that family, amen, that everybody else has done marked off. Say, there's no use. You don't know and I don't know. Only God knows. Only God knew what was in her heart. Only God knew, amen, how she received it. I'm telling you, the 12 disciples had to go into town because they'd have messed it all up. I'm just being honest. It was just men. Amen. But Jesus Christ knew and you knew how to witness to her. He knew how to get a hold of her. And that's what you and I have got to pray for. God, help us. Help us with wisdom. Wisdom that comes from above. Help us to be long-suffering and kind and gentle. Amen. To be effective. Amen. The Bible says a man that wins souls is wise. Amen. He's very careful in his conversations. He's very careful in his attitude because we didn't come to condemn nobody. Jesus didn't come to condemn. Neither do we. But we're going to live a life Amen. that's been called out. We've been called out of darkness. We've been pulled out of the miry clay. If you're pulled out and delivered to something. You've got to connect to something. There's no way to stay out of that. Amen. Unless you connect amen, to a power and a source and authority and a joy and a peace. Amen. That keeps you out of it. You can't, you can't just straddle the fence. You can't float around with it. You've got to make up your mind. I'm going to be the vessel that God wants me to be. So we've watched this in the last three Sundays now. John's writings from Nicodemus, John the Baptist called of God upon his life and what he was willing to decrease that Christ may increase. Now we're watching a lady; her life was a wreck. Come on, let's just be honest about it, without judging, without anything. Five husbands and decided, well, I just try shacking up. I won't go through the process. I just, I just shack up. It probably won't last either. He probably don't know what he's talking about. One thing after another. I mean you know. She had the t-shirt. Praise God. She might have been the Liz Taylor. I don't know. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you probably don't. but, But you know what Jesus did. So what is he telling us? It's up to the vessels. Amen. When you hear it. When you hear about Christ. When you hear about Jesus. When you. You've heard about the water. There's a Savior. There's a living waters that I can take of. (laughs) That become like a whale springing up. Another place the Bible talks about, out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living waters. I want to be that vessel this morning. How about you? God bless you today. Hopefully, something's been said in this house this morning, in this lesson. Man, to encourage you to maybe spark, uh, if it's not there, a desire to come and partake of this water and to experience this God in that measure, in that form. Or maybe you have, and maybe you're going through some dry times and desert times. And we've, we've, we've all, we've been there. Maybe today there's been some refreshing and some renewing and some regenerating power through the Word of God this morning, the presence of the Lord that's, that's, that's prompted you and moved you saying, You know what? I've come to drink. I've come to get my belly full. I've come to get my heart, my soul, my life, amen, full of these living waters of Jesus Christ. But we do appreciate you today. God bless you. Got a special occasion this morning. Amen, Brother Byron, Sister Hannah and Riley, amen. They want to dedicate this, this good-looking little fellow, I'm telling you, amen, to the Lord and to raise him up in the admonition to nurture the Lord. Brother Byron says, Hannah, why don't you come? And this is just our custom, our tradition. It may not be protocol to everybody, but uh, this is how we do it here in Bendale. I want them to come up and all the family. I don't know if they told you or not, but all the family. I want all the family to come up and join up with them. Amen. You're not ashamed to be the family. You wouldn't have showed up this morning. Praise God. Amen. But we all, and while you're coming, I'll take a little time here. We all will have a a fingerprint, a hand, an involvement in, in Riley's life. It may just be a winter. It may just be, but some of you that's here... Some of you, now none but be more important than mom and dad and have the influence on him. But there's some others that you're going to see him on a pretty regular basis. You're going to be intertwined with him. You're going to say things. You're going to be involved in things. Amen. To help shape and mold Riley into being who God desires him to be. So there's a great responsibility that lies upon each one of our hearts. And so, hey, even these little ones, and I know they don't understand what I'm saying this morning. but, But you give it 10 years from now. A man, where he'll be, you know, pushing a man 10. <laughs> a man, <laughs> these may be 15, 13, 14. And so that impact or change. And so that's the reason we do things like this to a certain degree. Because we want to dedicate him. But the dedication's not as much as for Riley. It is for you and I. We're coming by being here. Church, if you'll come. I know you're sitting waiting on me to call you. Come and uh, we're going to all join in. Because we're going to have a part in this. Of molding him and shaping him. And developing him. And you know what? I want it to the good. I want it to the positive side. I want it as the God of this book would have it to be. The scripture had to raise him up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's our responsibility. So anything that you and I can participate and get involved in. uh, Of of, of seeing his life developed and shaped. Molded. Amen. And to what God's calling him to be. Encouraging him in prayer. Encouraging him reading, studying the Bible. God. And and hearing the voice of God. I'm going to ask Sister Moore. She'll come, brother. Ford, amen. Brother Josh, he's taking me. You go ahead. There. That's all right. That's okay. Brother Brin's going the ministry and it's going to lay hands with them and the couple here this morning. And I know we're just taking a few minutes to do this, but don't underestimate, hallelujah, what God can do in these few minutes because you know what? It's God's good pleasure to give you the desires of your heart. I know what mom and dad's desire is. Now, look, come on, let's get real. We're raising our children up in a world today that's not near as friendly as it was 40 and 50 years ago. We're raising our children up in a world today, in a spiritual world, a man that I'm telling you one night out in the wrong place can can destroy their life forever. And so we want the help of God. We got to have the help of God. We can't do this by ourselves, but you know what? With God's help, amen, we can do all things. We can raise him up. We can petition him. We can place him up, amen, in the hands of God. Not just this morning, not just in this service, but on a daily basis, amen. I've, I've started earlier, amen, and I do my best to remember all these children and call their names out before the throne room of God every day. I plead the blood of Christ over them. I pray God touch them mold them, shape them, God. I don't want them to be clowns at school. I want them to get, even if they could, on that front. Sir, I want them to learn. And it's not all in education, but education's a tool. It's a discipline, amen, If they'll learn that. To, you know what? They'll conquer a lot of things in life. So this is what, you know what? We're going to start at an early age. Amen. We're going to start Amen, while they're young and babies. And know what he's doing so good? Hallelujah. I don't know if my preaching's got him kind of, you know what? But he's doing very content. And just, he's behaving himself. You know what? But this is about Riley this morning and the outcome of Riley because God gave him to him you know what God's going to play a big hand now there's an enemy against him but you know what God's bigger than that enemy the devil can't do anything I'll tell you what you plead the blood you call on the name of Jesus you stay faithful God's going to work this thing out God's always going to work it out he's still working out for his children so we want you to just join him with us and we're going to pray over them and pray for God's will God's purpose amen God blessed him amen bless brother Henry. amen brother Hannon. brother Byron and sister Hannah this morning with Riley and you know what I believe they're going to do a good job of raising him up in the truth of God and this one God message and let him live for God and who knows if the Lord tarries and Lord long enough 30 or 40 years ago he may be the one standing up here taking this mind and preaching to you hallelujah you just don't know but God does God knows the ending from the beginning but you know what he places them in our hands and you know what we, we take, take a part in shaping and mold to them you're going to help me pray this morning let's pray Why don't we put our hands together with thanksgiving this morning. God we believe in your favor is going to shine upon the Ferguson family today. Not just today but throughout the years it lays ahead of them. We give you honor for it here this morning. Thank you Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Love you again this morning. Appreciate you. Thank you again to all that's come to be a part of this. God bless your souls. Amen. God bless you. I know they're going to be taking pictures and all, so let's give them some time. Love you. Appreciate you. You consider yourself dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.